It's everyone's worst nightmare, fire. And the USA has the second highest fire death rate in the industrialized world. So what can you do to prevent house fires? Well, to keep your family safe, read Fight Fires at Home with these tips. When you hit MoneyPit.com, just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Give us a call with your do-it-yourself dilemma. Let us hold the nail for you. Well, figuratively <laughs> speaking, because we've seen you swing a hammer. But call us right now at one eight 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 money pit We'll get as close to that as we safely and possibly can. <laughs> Hey, coming up this hour, an easy project that will give you more storage and a sense of accomplishment. Learn some tips for building a better bookcase. Plus, are you shocked at the sight of your electric bill? I know I am. Well, would you be surprised to learn that lighting your home can account for 20% of the average electric bill? That's huge. There are so many ways to cut those lighting costs, and it's as easy as changing a light bulb. We're going to tell you all about that later. And this hour, we're giving away a Whopper prize that will get you through those cold winter months in cozy comfort. It's the new Eco Model Riker room conditioner worth $359. What is that, you ask? Well, it's it's a ceiling fan that actually works like a heater. It has a heater right built built right into it, so it cools you in the summer and warms you in the winter. For a chance to win, pick up the phone right now and give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. Leslie, who's first? Jack in Connecticut's got some sidewalk issues. What's happening? How can we help you? Well, I've uh, used the wrong kind of salt on my sidewalks, and it's uh, caused the sidewalks to pit up. Uh, and uh, chip away. And I was wondering what kind of uh, uh, process or product uh, you recommend that I could use to uh, uh, level or uh, or maybe even put some slate and concrete above the chipped concrete to make a smooth surface. Yeah, Jack, if you use, as you learn, rock salt on the concrete, it will damage it. So what you really want to do is use something called calcium chloride, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, sold uh, under the, one of the brand names is Safe dash T dash salt that is not damaging to the concrete surface. Having already damaged the surface, though, your solution is an epoxy patching compound. Available at home centers. You can resurface those sidewalks with the epoxy patch. It gives you good adhesion, which is the key. If you try to just put, you know, more cement on top of it, it's going to crack and spall and chip right off. It's never going to stick to one another. If you use a good patching compound with an epoxy base, it'll last indefinitely. Now, would I have to chip the... uh, I, I try to use epoxy, just like you said, a while ago last year, and what happened was that it, 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 it kind of chipped and fell away. Uh, it uh, shouldn't. If it's if it's a good, clean surface, you should have good binding. That's the, the beauty of that patching material. It's supposed to adhere very, very well. Now, if you've had a problem with that, I mean, there might it might be that the, siding, that the sidewalk underneath uh, was dirty or had something that acted as an insulator. Could have even been moist, and as yeah. the season changed, it just sort of froze and popped it right off. 
Yeah, I think that's what happened, actually, yeah. you got to make you... sure it's clean and dry. Clean and dry, okay. Jack, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, thank you. You know, Tom, when you find that calcium chloride, right. you really have to make sure you stock up on it because I find it's hard to hard just to get. buy yeah. unless yeah. you order it on the internet and then it's expensive because you're buying, you know, a lot of it. And it so weighs when you a lot. see it, yeah. get it, get a ton of it and Before store the it snow away. hits. Before exactly. the snow hits. I know it's a pain in the store, but it's better to have it than not. What I like to do is uh, mix it up into, I have an old trash can. We mix it up and keep it on the porch where it's like half salt, half sand. Mm-hmm. And we have a little, you know, scoop in there, and it's easy just to dig in and, and throw it out there when it gets icy out. Yeah, it's so smart. And then you won't be looking for it and forced to use something that's just going to damage your whole property. Leslie, who's next? All right, now we've got Paulette in Illinois who's got something going on with the sump pump. What's happening? Well, I just, um, I need to replace it. So I was wondering what you would recommend. Well, is the sump pump running quite a bit? Yeah. Yes, it does. Um is it running more after a rainstorm? Actually, this thing runs all the time. Okay, so then you probably have a high water table. If it runs more after a rainstorm, there could be some drainage improvements we would suggest. Who do I call for this? If your basement floods or your pump runs more after a rainstorm, mm-hmm. then the source of that water is always drainage issues on the outside of the house. These would be things like the gutters becoming blocked and overflowing, water dumping against the foundation perimeter, and then it runs against the foundation wall and it soaks through the walls and gets into the basement, or simply the, sl- the slope of the soil around the foundation perimeter. If the mm-hmm. soil is flat, or if it's pitched in, or if it's very mulchy, or yeah, if you or have the material. Like, or if you have like railroad ties that are between, you know, three feet out because it's a landscape border that's holding water in, all those sorts of things that hold water against your house, or even heavy landscaping, lots of bushes, those all contribute towards drainage problems, which lead to sump pumps running all the time and, or and basements water in flooding. Your basement. yeah. So it's always a good idea, even if you do have a high water table, to make sure your drainage is sloping away and your gutters are clean. So those are jobs that you can do yourself, or you can have a landscaper do. If you want to replace your sump pump, again, it's a pretty simple plumbing job, but if if you can't do it yourself, you can call a plumber to do it for you. Do you recommend a certain brand or, or type, rather? Um, not necessarily, although I will say that um, some years ago I had experience with one called uh, Wayne was the pump manufacturer. They had something called a smart pump, which I thought was pretty cool because it knew when it was getting clogged and it actually was able to reverse on its own and unclog itself. So if you have pumps that tend to clog a lot, um, then that might be an option for you. No, this it doesn't clog, but... Let me ask you this. You know, like the bottom of the foundation of the house is all concrete, and then you see, you know, your siding starts? Mm -hmm. Can I fill the concrete with all dirt on the side of the house? You mean the space between the sidewalk and the house? Right. But on the side of the house, it's just dirt. There's concrete where the basement is. Uh-huh. And then there's the siding. Well, right, she's talking about wanna... the foundation wall, the base itself. Yeah, I don't think, if you're saying, can I, can I put more dirt in and go up to the siding? No, that's a bad idea. You don't want to put soil in contact with siding because the termites are going to come in there. So what you want to do is just add soil to get that slope. And the slope that you want, if you have a water problem, you want to drop off about six inches over four feet. The single most important thing that you can do on the outside to improve drainage is take a look at your gutters. Because the gutters are the most are, do the most damage. If they're clogged, if there's not enough downspouts, the soil uh, the, will wash out in that area. The water will get into the foundation. So take a look at the gutter system and make sure it's clean, it's free-flowing, and it's extending away from the house. Okay. That's the single most important thing that you can do. All right. All right, Paulette. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
You are listening to The Money Pit. Hey, are you getting a jump start on your holiday shopping? Well, we've got great gift ideas for that home improver in your life. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. You can ask all sorts of home improvement questions here. We've got answers for them all. 888-666-3974. Up next, a storage solution for all of those books. We'll show you how to build a better bookcase next. Money Pit! Wouldn't it be great if you never had to worry about running out of hot water? Do you want to pay less money to heat water for your home? How about this? A $300 credit on this year's taxes. All of those things can be yours with a Ream tankless water heater. A Ream tankless water heater is backed up by more than 80 years of trusted quality and a reliable reputation and provides as much hot water as you want when you want it. You can run the dishwasher, your washing machine, and shower at the same time and still have plenty of hot water left over. And Ream tankless water heaters qualify for a $300 federal energy efficiency tax credit through the end of 2007. So if you're in the market for a new water heater and you never want to run out of hot water again, now is a great time to go tankless. Plenty of hot water, energy efficiency, and a $300 tax credit. What more could you want? Relax. It's Ream. Visit Ream.com to learn more. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the Stud Sensor i60 just for becoming a member. You will save money with your membership. We guarantee it. Call 1-866-REAL-HOME. That's 1-866-REAL-HOME. It's a no-brainer. But you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members, so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where a tool belt is always in style and a hard hat is always recommended. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You know, speaking of hard hats, um, yes. our friends over at MSA, they nicely sent me a giant box of protective eyewear and whatnot for my new show, The Ugliest House on the Block, so the neighbors and everybody would be safe. And at the bottom of the box, there is a pink hard hat, and it says Leslie Segretti on the back. Oh, that's nice. So, <laughs> so are you going to wear it? I totally did. I was like the peacock <laughs> prancing all around the house. All I was right. like, that's right. Mine has my name on it. All right. But let's get serious, folks. Cause we she only love... did that because I was going to steal it otherwise. <laughs> well, it was pink, and I didn't think you would look so happy <laughs> in it. <laughs> but we love to give things away here at the Money Pit, and we have got a great prize for you. All you have to do is give us a call at one eight 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 money pit ask your question on the air. We're going to tell you exactly what you need to know to fix your dilemma. And one caller that we talked to this hour is going to win a Riker room conditioner. It's a ceiling fan and an energy efficient room heater all in one. And it's going to work for you, whatever your weather condition is, where you live all year round. It's the perfect solution for a room that's always too cold or even one of those three season rooms that you could extend the use of it all year long with this prize. It's worth $359 and you can learn more more about this at buyriker.com or you can give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Okay, here's a tip for you on a storage solution. Bookcases are not only a great way to display your personal library, but they're also a great storage option. But books can be very heavy. So if you're going to build your own, here's a couple of things to keep in mind. First, keep the shelf length under three feet. And for the best support and a clean look, use dados. That's a very fancy word for notches. <laughs> as the joints for the interior shelves and attach the top shelf with a rabbit joint. And don't worry, all you animal lovers out there, <laughs> No rabbits are harmed in the construction of rabbit joints. It's a fancy word for grooves. I was going to say PETA's on the line, Tom. <laughs> Finally, glue all the joints together, and that's going to help your bookcase and your books stand the test of time. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. We'll give you some tips to help your all your improvements stand the test of time. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Let's get back to the phones. Joe in Delaware, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Hello, yes. I have, uh, about 14 years ago, I installed some white vinyl siding on a gable above my uh, attached garage to my ranch house, and uh, it faces north, and uh, it's supposed to be white, but it's developed this grayish cast over the years, and uh, it's uh, more gray down near the bottom where uh, uh, rain splashes up from the uh, asbestos shingles against it. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be mold, but it's not green. It's just this gray. It's all gray, the whole uh, siding, but it gets a little more brighter as you move towards the top uh, where the sun touches a little bit of it. Since it's uh, facing north, it doesn't get much sun. How can I clean that? There's actually a product from the Flood Company, and it's called Dexwood, D-E-K-S-W-O-O-D. And it's a cleanser that's made to remove that sort of graying that happens with wood as it weathers. And it also has the same effect on vinyl siding and composite decking materials. So it's worth a shot. I mean, it's not going to harm it. You might see that it brings that white vinyl color right back to the surface. And Clorox has a new line of siding cleaners as well. Mm -hmm. that some of them have uh, sort of the built-in nozzle where you can just attach the hose to it. Any of those cleaners, those siding cleaners, uh, would be a good thing to use on the house. It just sounds like it's built up some dirt and it just needs so to be So there's something I can get that's just a 
attaches to a hose. That would yes, be great. Yeah. Yep. Clorox, um, it's a brand new product. It just came out last month, actually. And um, I think it's called the Clorox Outdoor Pro Sprayer. And it's basically a bottle that it hooks up to your garden hose. Joe, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Deirdre in Maryland, welcome to the Money Pit. Hi, um, I have a question. I we have a house from 1955, okay, and it has cracks in the walls and in the ceiling. But I was wondering, could I use dry the drywall tape to fix the crack in the ceiling? Well, where is it? It's a long, straight line. So it but seems it like, like almost like a like a seam between two pieces of drywall. It's not like a a water crack or some sort of interesting leak thing happening. Yeah, it's not a leak because there's no markings. Well, in 1955, the house uh, may, in fact, be plaster lath, which means uh, you had what was sort of the precursor to drywall, which were smaller pieces of, of, of drywall that were about two feet by four feet covered with plaster, uh, which gives you a really hard surface, but it does crack because there's really no way for it to expand and contract. And right. Deidre, certainly you can use a drywall tape with that. We would recommend uh, a perforated drywall tape. It kind of looks like netting. It's a fiberglass material. looks like netting. comes on a roll. It's easier to use because it sticks to the crack. And then on top of that, you're going to put multiple layers of spackling compound to cover it. And the tape will help sort of spread the, uh, it will seal the, the spackle across the crack and not let it come through again. And the trick here is to start with a small spackle knife of about four inches. And then you want to do the next one with a six-inch spackle knife, and then maybe finish it with an eight-inch or more spackle knife. And you okay. can buy in the home centers today throwaway spackle knives that are made of plastic that are very inexpensive. So it's not like you have to buy some expensive tools to do this. But that would be the way to build it up, sand in between each coat, then prime it, then paint it, and that ought to cover the cracks up. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome, Deidre. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. We've got Mike in Utah. What's happening at your Money Pit? Right. Hey, part of my driveway uh, fell in. It happened since uh, we moved into the house. Fell in? Yes. I, we ended up moving the driveway, and the, the contract didn't compact the soil very well. Okay. So it's so deep, we finally had to break up the concrete. And right now, the concrete's in a pile in that hole. We're going to take that away and re-pour that portion of the driveway. Okay. And I wanted to get an idea as to the process as to how to pour that. I've read something, a little something about that on the Internet. It says something about screening it and whatever, and... Some of the process is newer to me, so I was hoping you could help me with the uh, basic concepts. Well, um, a couple of things. First of all, um, the surface, it's really critical that it be properly prepped. Um, are you planning on mechanically tamping the soil before you put the new driveway in? Uh, given the problems we've had in the past, I thought perhaps we should. I was going to put down some road base or gravel, then... Yeah, I think that mechanically tamping this is, is absolutely critical. And, and then you need to decide if you're going to reinforce it. We would recommend reinforcing it, and that would be with a woven wire mesh that's installed so it's supported up into the bed of concrete. Mm -hmm. How do you get the two, if this is a section of concrete that sort of collapsed away from the rest of the drive, how do you get the two to sort of play nicely together so you don't see this big well, seam? Do you, have or... a, do you have a seam between the two? Uh, they didn't put a, the contractor did not put a seam down the center of the driveway. Okay. And so we've, we've broken up to the first panel. Yeah, if there's a natural crack or a natural joint, that would be the place to do it. And you're going to you're going to put a a, a a piece of asphalt um, um, seaming material in between that. It looks like sort of like a thick black tar strip that goes between. Uh, that would be placed in between the sections. That will help it move independently. But I would reinforce it before you pour it. 
And if you if you do a good job packing the soil, and if you reinforce it, and you have a good concrete finisher, then you ought to be able to match this match this up pretty nice, and and have it stay stay put, not settle again. And is that wire mesh something that would be pre-purchased at a home store? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, listen, if this is not something you're real familiar with, um, how how big is this plate this uh, patch? Oh, about eight by ten. Yeah, you know That's this is huge. this is not this may not be a do-it-yourself project if you're not familiar with this because uh, if you make mistakes with concrete, they're hard to fix. And that's going to require a lot of concrete. Yeah, it is. It's probably, I haven't figured it out, but it's probably a couple of yards at least, two or three yards at least for an 8 And especially since it's going into one section, you would want to mix that all at once, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it has to be, the, the, the forms have to be set up, the wire mesh has to be in place, the pour has to be done, the concrete has to be sort of uh, screed. Basically what happens is they use big floats and sort of shakes it so that the gravel, the aggregate falls to the bottom and, and, the, and, the, and the concrete sort of mix, the soup sort of rises to the top. And then when it's finished, you get a very smooth, nice surface, but the rocks are embedded in the concrete. So it's not really a do-it-yourself job. If you've not poured concrete before and worked with trucks, I would not recommend you do this yourself. I'd have a pro do it for you. You're going to be a lot happier at the way it comes out. Okay, I have worked on a uh, concrete project before helping a neighbor pour a driveway. Not totally intimidated, intimidated by that. If I was foolish enough to do that by myself, can you recommend any good resources just to learn the basic concepts? Well, I'll tell you what we'll do to help you out. We're going to give you for calling in today uh, one of our Money Pit American Homeowners Association memberships. There's a great library that's part of this. It's online. Uh, if you go to moneypit.com and, and you click on the membership link, you will get right there. And uh, this also has lots of cool services associated with it, including the ability to find pre-screened concrete uh, <laughs> pre-screened concrete contractors actually <laughs> to help you, and uh, as well as other types of contractors to help you with these sorts of services. It includes discounts on insurance and groceries and food and free shipping on internet purchases. And it's a great sort of like it's a triple A kind of thing for, for home ownership. We'll give that to you for calling in today. And that will help you both learn how to do these projects uh, and also find some pros if you choose to go that route to make sure it's done correctly. How's that sound? That's awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I want you to stand by, and uh, and we will take your name. You're going to call the Membership Service Center at 866-REAL-HOME. Give them your name, and uh, they will hook you up with, with that Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And by the way, for any of those that are listening that would like to try out the membership, it's available for free for 30 days, and it includes $50 worth of Zircon tools just for getting giving it a shot. Learn more at MoneyPit.com or call 866-REAL-HOME. Thanks for calling, Mike. Great. Thank you. You are tuned into the Money Pit. And, you know, your mom, she probably always told you, I know my mom did, turn off those lights when you're leaving the room. Well, she made a good point. And, yes, my mom does sound like that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) She's going to kick me right now. Um, But, seriously, she did make a good point. And as much as one-fifth of your energy bills, get this, comes from your home's lighting. But changing that is as easy as changing a light bulb. We're going to tell you more next. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Tankless Water Heaters, which qualify for a $300 energy-efficient tax credit if purchased before the end of this year. Learn more at ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. Now here are Tom and Leslie. 
Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us now with your do-it-yourself dilemma, especially if you'd like to be enlightened with some ideas on how to save energy in your home. This is a great time to pick up the phone and call us at one 888 Pit. Uh, And speaking of enlightening topics and subjects, I bet that many of you out there are shocked at the sight of your electric bills. I mean, if you are not, you're doing something right, and we applaud you for it. Because actually, a home's lighting accounts for about 20% of the average electric bill, which I find mind-boggling and huge. And the best thing is that there are ways to actually cut those lighting costs. Here to tell us about just that and a major EPA campaign this fall to help consumers cut lighting costs is Wendy Reed, the EPA's Energy Star campaign manager. Hi, Wendy. Hi, thanks for having me. And you are right in the midst of a huge coast-to-coast tour to teach folks how to save energy on lighting. Tell us about your project. Well, we're really excited about it. This is a national bus tour. It's called the Energy Star Change of Light National Bus Tour, and we're going to be, uh, we are going coast to coast. It's a 20-day tour, 10 cities, 16 consumer and media events, and we're stopping in Anaheim, California, Disney. We're going to be in uh, an avalanche hockey game in Denver, an Atlanta Falcons game, uh, as well as uh, Union Square in Manhattan. So we're covering the bases. And I want to mention there's a special website for this if you'd like to find out uh, when the tours come into your area, and that's energystar.gov slash change a light. So let's talk about changing a light. What are you trying to get folks to do? We're really hoping to inspire people to start saving energy today simply by changing at least one light in their home with an Energy Star qualified one. That's a high-efficiency one that's earned the government's Energy Star. And what that means is that light bulb will use 75% less energy than your standard bulb and will last up to 10 times longer. But Wendy, do I mean, really, can one light bulb per household really make a big difference? Well, it sure can when we all do our part. And in fact, if every home in the United States were to do just that, it would save more than $600 million in energy costs um, and would prevent greenhouse gas emissions equivalent to more than 800,000 cars. Wow, and that's just one light bulb per household. Imagine if they changed every light bulb. I'd love to see it happen. Let's talk about those greenhouse gas emissions because I think that um, there's somewhat of a disconnect between how does a light bulb impact greenhouse gas. And I think we really have to explain to folks um, how that greenhouse gas is formed. Can you talk a bit about the impact of uh, of using less electricity and, and the generation of greenhouse gas? You bet. Anytime you turn on a light, run your refrigerator, run you know your air conditioner or your, your furnace, somewhere there's a power plant that's generating that electricity. It's bringing it to your home. And, of course, while our homes don't have a tailpipe attached to them like our cars do, so it's not quite so evident, mm-hmm. the, the, the results are the same. Um, when we generate electricity, and in this country that's primarily by burning coal and oil, um, that releases greenhouse gas emissions into our atmosphere, which begin collecting and have begun collecting at um, pretty alarming rates, uh, and that leads to global warming. Now, is there a way, and I know the accumulation of the greenhouse gases that every person emits sort of becomes known as their carbon footprint. How is there a way to figure out what your own individual carbon footprint is and maybe get some ideas how to offset that to help balance everything out? Well, you can, you can do that online. You can actually go through epa.gov's website. We actually have a climate change website, epa.gov forward slash climate change. You can go on from there, and you can actually do a calculation of that. Um, but basically, the way that you can calculate it in your own mind is 
How much energy do you use at home? If you can reduce your energy bills, you're making an impact. Um, Buying green power is another wonderful way that you can reduce your impact. If you're getting clean energy brought to your home, that helps. Um, Making some smart transportation choices, driving your car just a little bit less, fueling up uh, less, Um, Mm -hmm. having more fuel-efficient car, getting your tires inflated so that they're, um, you're not actually using more fuel than you need to. Those are some simple ways that people can reduce their carbon footprint. Um, I'm sure everybody else is also familiar with buying locally. That's another way. If products that you purchase have been uh, shipped from a long way away, well, um, that uh, adds to your carbon footprint. You know what I love about these tips, Wendy, is that sometimes when you think of saving energy, you think everything has to be expensive. I have to buy new windows for my house. I have to re-insulate. I have to replace the siding. You know, fill in the blank. But what you're saying is that there are so many very small things, very simple lifestyle changing things that you can do that are as simple as changing a light bulb that truly could have a big impact on reducing the, the, the impact of global warming. That's true. Uh, And I think most people don't understand that personal connection to our climate. So I really appreciate that you're bringing that up on the show. Wendy Reed is the Energy Star campaign manager. They are smack dab in the middle of a huge coast-to-coast bus tour called the National Energy Star Change a Light Bus Tour. And Wendy, um, I see that on your website at energystar.gov slash change a light. You have a community there where you can uh, join up and take the pledge to uh, change out your lights and uh, also to renew a pledge from a past year. And that's available in English and Spanish. Very nice job on that website. Simple and easy to follow instructions on how you can save energy in your house and help win the fight against global warming. Wendy Reed, EPA Energy Star Campaign Manager, thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you. Well, that's some really good advice, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to make those changes and start seeing those energy dollars come rolling back toward them. And you know what else we get asked a lot here at the Money Pit? Questions about roofing. And really, the most common one we hear is, how do we build a roof that's not going to leak? Well, we're going to tell you. There's not a big secret involved. Next. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the Stud Sensor i60 just for becoming a member. You will save money with your membership. We guarantee it. Call 1-866-REAL-HOME. That's 1-866-REAL-HOME. It's a no-brainer. But you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members, so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. (laughs) But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee Mm -hmm. table. 
RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Wouldn't it be great if you never had to worry about running out of hot water? Do you want to pay less money to heat water for your home? How about this? A $300 credit on this year's taxes. All of those things can be yours with a Ream tankless water heater. A Ream tankless water heater is backed up by more than 80 years of trusted quality and a reliable reputation and provides as much hot water as you want when you want it. You can run the dishwasher, your washing machine, and shower at the same time and still have plenty of hot water left over. And Ream tankless water heaters qualify for a $300 federal energy efficiency tax credit through the end of 2007. So if you're in the market for a new water heater and you never want to run out of hot water again, now is a great time to go tankless. Plenty of hot water, energy efficiency, and a $300 tax credit. What more could you want? Relax. It's Ream. Visit Ream.com to learn more. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. As cooler weather approaches, we start spending more time indoors. Home improvement expert and co-host of radio's The Money Pit, Leslie Segretti, says there are a number of things we can do to make indoor living more comfortable and cozy. Fall is a great time of year for home upgrades. You really want to make sure that your house is in tip-top shape. That way you can avoid dealing with home improvement during those cold winter months. Leslie says that window treatments are a great way to add a personal touch to your place now that you'll be spending more time indoors. She likes Levelor cordless Roman shades, which are safer for children and pets. They also offer more privacy, providing full coverage on the bottom of the window while allowing light in on top. She also reminds homeowners to think about how they might store their lawnmowers for the winter. Ready to Mow, a program from John Deere, provides at-home maintenance performed by a trained professional. Leslie says it's the easiest way to preserve your lawn equipment for years to come. I'm John Tridden. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. If we talk to you this hour, you're automatically entered into our random prize drawing because up for grabs is the new Eco Model Riker Room Conditioner. It works like a space heater and a ceiling fan all in one. It's worth... 359 bucks, so it's a great prize. There's no cords to trip over. There's no fire hazards. There's no burn risk for kids. And, you know, the last time I checked, I think this cost about a nickel an hour to operate, so it's very, very energy efficient. One person to the Money Pit hotline this hour is going to get that prize, so call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, and you must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and talk to us. And we're not scary. Really, talk to us. Try <laughs> well, it. Well, Tom is. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, earlier we started talking about roofs, specifically how to keep one dry or, well, at least how to keep the inside of your home dry vis-a-vis the roof. Well, if you want to build a roof that's not going to leak, the first step is the underlayment. Now, you might be asking yourself, 
What exactly is a roofing underlayment? Well, it's typically the sheets of material that are installed underneath your roof's coverings. For example, shingles or tiles. And it adds an extra protection that's going to help with water infiltration or stopping that water from infiltrating. You know, shingles and those other roof coverings, they're not enough to actually prevent that water from penetrating your roof and creating extensive damage to your home. You really do need that extra layer of protection. That's why you should have a premium roof underlayment. Grace Construction Products makes several types that I have used, and they work very well. One um, that I really like is TriFlex 30. You know, this is one of the first times I've seen an underlayment that was something different than, than tar paper, and it worked amazingly well because it installs with capped nails or staples, and it doesn't. it's not slippery when you put it on, so you can actually mm-hmm. walk on the wood, and it sheds water right from the first moment it's put down. So if there's a day or two in between when you put this down and when the, the roofing shingles actually arrive, you are, you are totally covered. Yeah, or even if you find that your shingles blow off due to high winds or some sort of storm, you're not going to get any leaks there because of this material. For more information on Grace's family of weather barriers for roofs, windows, doors, and decks, you can visit them online at graceathome.com or pick up the phone right now and call us with your roofing question. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Who's next? All right, now we've got Mike on the line who's got a question about the kitchen sink. What happened? Well, Leslie, I've got this uh, kitchen sink that I caulked around with the antimicrobial caulking. And I've still got mold growing. What, do I, what am really? I doing wrong? Ooh. Well, there's a couple of things that you might want to try because you're going to uh, do this, obviously, all over again. First of all, remove all the old caulk. You may need to use a caulk stripper for that, which is a way to soften the old caulk and make sure you get it all out there. Then the next thing is you're going to have to wipe the lip of this down with a bleach and water solution so that we make sure we kill any mildew or fungus or mold growth that's, that's, that's living left on behind. there. Exactly. And then after that, I would use a silicone caulk and probably a white silicone caulk, assuming that's a good color that works for you. And I think if you caulk it correctly and use the silicone, it's much more likely to uh, stand up to the test of time and perhaps not grow any new mold any, quite so mm-hmm. quickly. And make sure that area is totally dry before you apply the new caulk because you don't want to trap anything back there. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Thank you so much for the help. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, helping Mike go mold-free in mm-hmm. Texas. I just recocked all of the counter to backsplash, as a matter of fact, at my house in the kitchen. Did it come out good? Well, it came out really good. You know, when we first installed the tile, you know, to keep costs down, I bought a less expensive tile and then went with a pro to help me cut it and put it in on a diamond. Um, and, of course, sometimes the pros like to use the grout as the layer of as caulk. As the caulk, right? You know, and it doesn't that, expand. It, it doesn't last. So it's, right. we kept it there as long as we could until now we had gaping openings. And then I was like, all right. Time to move on. All right. Now we've got Lynn who's looking for some cleaning tips. How can we help? Well, I'm just working on getting my shower clean, and I get it clean. It seems to be just a little bit of a shadow or stain in the pebbled part on the bottom. I can't get out. Okay, when you say pebbled part, is this sort of a tile base? Or you... No, it's a fiberglass shower. It's just kind of textured on the bottom. You know what happens on the bottom? You get uh, Sometimes they have the anti-slip uh, material that's coated on top of the fiberglass, and that tends to hold the dirt. Is that what you're seeing? Something like that, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but do you think a bleach and water solution, maybe like a, a not a rough brush, but you know a stiff bristle brush, would get get to it? Yeah, I've tried the bleach and water and the brush, and, and uh, it's. Have you tried something with a substance to it? It's like Bonami. Have you tried Never something like that. That's what I use on my uh, on my Corian tops and on my Corian sink because it has a little bit of a grit to it. 
and that actually works pretty well. It tends to bleach it at the same time, but it has a bit of a grit to it, and it, it, it's very helpful in getting uh, those types of areas cleaned. I thought we weren't supposed to put too much grit on the fiberglass shower. Uh, a little bit like that's not going to hurt it. What's it called? Bonami, B-O-N-A-M-I, I think. Mm-hmm. It's okay. definitely. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that, but I've never tried it. Give it a shot. Lynn, thanks so much okay. for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Yeah, and why would something, you know, named your good friend be something bad for you? <laughs> okay, I see. All right. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, Leslie, here's a here's a good one. Have you ever heard of this pouring buttermilk into a septic tank? Oh, no. It sounds like a recipe gone bad. Uh, there's a lot of uh, sort of old wives' tales about stuff you should put in a septic tank to make sure it works properly. Well... Buttermilk is probably not one of them. We'll give you some tips for septic care, though, after this. You live in a money pit. Money pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Save hundreds a month on groceries, not to mention significant savings on home improvement products and services with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And are you looking to find out which flooring is going to be the best option for you, your home, your lifestyle? I know it's tough. You really do need to consider how you live and use your house when you're thinking about the materials you're going to put in it because you want to make a smart decision. Or maybe you're thinking about tips on replacement windows. Should I get them? Is now a good time? What kind should I get? What am I looking for? I know there's a lot of questions out there. Maybe you're even thinking about How do I start or even begin this remodel? Well, fear not. We have got the answers for you. And it's summed up in three words on the website, moneypit.com. Find your project. All you have to do is click. You will see a drop-down of all of the projects that we're asked about most commonly. And I'm sure that yours is in there. And if you do is click on it, you will find everything that we've written about that topic. It's all there, organized by topic at moneypit.com. You know what else is there at moneypit.com? Ask Tom and Leslie. It is indeed. And that is the place to be to go to to click on. If you have got an email question that you want to send to us and get the answer for, and we've got one here from Jan in Enterprise, Alabama, who writes, what is the best way to care for a septic tank? Now listen to this. I have used buttermilk, and now I hear that brewer's yeast is good. We appreciate your suggestions. So wait, this is her maintenance routine for the septic tank? (laughs) I think so. That's it? There's a lot of folks that that have opinions about things that you should be putting into tanks to help to you know improve the organic uh, feel that exists. I'm trying to think of how to make a family way to say this. <laughs> the the biodegradable feel that exists within the septic tank. Because they're highly technical and complicated. I mean, it's generally just a sorting and draining system that uses the earth. Well, but... it does. There is a, there is sort of an active um, yeah. biodegradation that goes in there, but you don't want to necessarily put brewer's yeast or buttermilk or any of that sort of thing doesn't help it. I'll tell you what, what does help it, not putting bleach in it. So therefore, very often if you have a septic system, you may have a separate system that's for the laundry 
dangerous that you keep the bleaching chemicals out of there because that tends to sort of stop that degradation. But mm-hmm. the best thing that you can do is not what you put into your tank. It's what you take out of your tank. You need to pump it every couple of years. Pump the solids out every couple of years. If you do that, your tank will take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. save the buttermilk for the baking. Don't put it in your septic tank. Well, you know, I think maybe where Jan was hearing this idea or thinking about it, you know, it's been common to sort of flush organic materials into septic tanks if you've got a vacation home or a home that's used less frequently just so that the organic nature of material, I guess, again, in a family way to say it nicely, um, the the things that work with the way they do in the septic tank will continue to do the work rather than just sort of become dormant. So I think think that the organic material you put in neither helps nor hinders that degradation. So I would say let the septic tank do its own thing, pump it regularly, and you will be good to go. All right. We've got another one here from Duane in Tampa, Florida, who writes, can home inspectors be held liable for problems that arise after the inspection? Problems that should have been found by inspectors like leaky toilets and kitchen sinks. Hmm. You should be the pro on this, Tom. It it sounds like Duane had a problem with a home inspector. I think so. Yeah. Listen, home inspectors certainly can be found and, and are found liable, but you have to be realistic. Now, what does that mean? Well, the defect has to be there at the time of the inspection. If the leak developed afterwards, the inspector's not going to find it. If you'd like to determine what inspectors uh, should and should not find in a home inspection, go to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors at ASHI.org, A-S-H-I.org, and click on the standards of practice. That's what establishes what's included in the inspection, and if the inspector didn't do that, then they got some explaining to do. All right, Dwayne, do your research and find out if you can get a helping hand with those costs. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, all kinds of topics from buttermilk to plumbing, <laughs> everything. Interesting. Soup to nuts, floorboards to shingles. It really does happen here every week. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.